stared at her sometimes when Joanna was outside. Ugh, it gave her the creeps. Joanna risked a quick sideways glance up at the window. The curtains were closed. Her shoulders sagged in relief. At the same moment, the front door swung open and Pamela appeared. Sorry. She galloped down the steps. I started to call you to tell you I was going to be late, but then Marie finally came out of the bathroom, so I just hung up and ran for it. Oh, that was you, I thought. But Joanna changed what she was about to say. I wondered who was calling so early. No need to tell Pamela she'd been scared it was a burglar. Instead, Joanna listened to Pamela explain how Marie had hogged the bathroom so long that Pamela had only five minutes to get ready. Joanna made a sympathetic noise. Marie was gorgeous, the star of every play at the high school, but she wasn't a very nice big sister. Not like Sam who'd always been a terrific big brother. Joanna's throat tightened. If only Sam hadn't joined the Navy. If only he had stayed home with Joanna and Mom. A while back, he'd given Joanna his Duncan, the best yo-yo there was, and taught her to do tricks like walk the dog and rock the baby around the world. But Joanna only went around the world with her yo-yo. Sam was doing it for real. Thinking of him made her eyes sting. Joanna blinked hard and forced her attention back to Pamela. Marie can be a brat, that's for sure, she said, but your mom and dad are great. Pamela shrugged. They're okay, I guess. Mr. and Mrs. Waterman were a lot better than okay, but Joanna didn't argue. Pamela didn't realize how lucky she was to have a fun mom who was home all the time, and a nice dad, too. Mr. Waterman was a responsible man. Joanna's dad, as Mom said often enough, was not. He'd left their family when Joanna was only four. She barely remembered what he looked like. And since he was always behind on the child support money he was supposed to send, Mom had to work a lot. And when she wasn't working, she was usually tired or worried about money or both. If only Joanna's father were responsible, like Mr. Waterman, their lives would be very different. Van Buren Elementary School was only two blocks away, so it wasn't long before they heard shouts and laughter from kids playing tag and jumping rope and climbing on the jungle gym. But playing was for little kids. The older girls, girls in sixth grade and up, formed little huddles. They talked and giggled and whispered about movie stars and the boys in their class, and sometimes, when they could get their hands on a copy, the stories in True Romance magazine. The girls in Joanna's class usually huddled around Sherry Bolano. It wasn't just because Sherry was pretty that the other girls circled her like planets around a sun. It was the knack she had of always knowing what was in before anyone else. For example, that day Sherry's pink-polished fingernails were all an inch long. Joanna's mouth fell open. The other girls gasped, and Debbie Rickers stopped chomping on her bubblegum long enough to ask, "'How'd you grow them so fast?' I bought them at Woolworths, Sherry said with a giggle. They're made out of plastic. You just glue them on. She fluttered her fingers in the air like pink butterflies. They looked so cool, Joanna knew that in a day or two, half of the other girls would be wearing fake nails too. So would she if she ever had the money to buy them. The bell rang and everyone swarmed into the building. Hundreds of feet pounded up the stairs. On the third floor, Joanna said goodbye to Pamela outside of Miss Zolansky's classroom. Here was another example of Pamela's luck. Miss Zolansky was young and pretty, 
wore her hair like First Lady Jackie Kennedy, and didn't believe in homework. Joanna's teacher, Mr. Egan, was old and dandruffy, wore ugly ties, and believed the more homework, the better. The only good thing about being in Mr. Egan's class was Theo Jaegerson. Joanna had liked Theo from the day he appeared as a new boy in her class last spring. Theo had wavy, blonde hair and Lake Michigan blue eyes. He was smart and he was nice. She'd thought he couldn't be more perfect. And then she overheard him talking about riding his horse in Lincoln Park. His very own horse. From then on, Joanna dreamed of Theo inviting her to go riding with him. The problem was Theo sat on the other side of the classroom this year, and when they weren't at their desks he was always surrounded by other boys, so they hardly ever had a chance to talk to each other. That was why Joanna was desperate to go to the party that Sherry was having on Saturday night, the first boy-girl party in their class.